Welcome to Holy Talks. We're here to spread the gospel, the truth, and the love of our wonderful God. Welcome to today's podcast. First off, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for listening. Thank you for viewing this podcast as a valuable resource to help you out in your walk of faith. And I hope that you continue to listen to these podcasts as my only goal is to help you get closer to your father in heaven, our father in heaven, and to truly understand the value and the sacrifice that our big brother, Jesus, our father, God, what they truly did for us and what they are doing for us. All right. So today's podcast, the topic will be, well, we're going to talk about troubles, worrying and anxiety. Troubles, worry, and anxiety in this day and age has become the top, most, the top three best weapons in the enemy's arsenal. And in the enemy, I mean the devil. I mean Satan. Troubles, worrying, and anxiety has been, at least to my observation, at an all-time high in this day and age. Especially because... Our generation, the younger generation, the teenage generation, we we struggle a lot with emotions. We struggle a lot with feelings, and we get caught, and we we fall into depression a lot. We fall, we fall, and the battle mentally has become so great, and has taken a toll on our bodies so much. So now that the enemy knows of how much this generation truly values what other people say about them, and what what other people may think about them and what their repulsive thoughts say about them. The enemy utilizes troubles, worry, and anxiety to his advantage and constantly beats down on children of God, constantly beats down on his own children, unbelievers. And we're going to talk about how to get free from these because troubles, worrying, and anxiety, if it's not of God, it's of Satan. That's what the word says. So troubles, worry, and anxiety are demons. They're of Satan. And today we're going to give you Bible verses and we're going to talk about how you can get rid of these so you don't have to worry about them anymore. (laughs) Worry, worry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Here we go. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. And this verse specifically pertains to anxiety. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, in the New International Version reads, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Who is him? Who is he? God. Because God cares for you, he wants you to cast all of your anxiety onto him. All of your worries. All of your concerns. He wants you to give it to him so that you don't have to stress about it. Because he knows that you, a human, who don't, who doesn't know your future, who doesn't really know their next move. He knows that us as human beings, we're feeble, we're double-minded, we're always changing. And that if we constantly try to take on these thoughts by ourselves, if we constantly try to take on this anxiety and this stress by ourselves, we're never going to get over it because of us being so delicate to temptation, so delicate to the enemy. So susceptible to the enemy's lies, to the enemy persuading us to think a certain type of way. That is why God wants us to cast all of our cares on him. Because he is the only one who can truly take them away forever. Okay, let's go to another verse. Jeremiah chapter 17, 
verses 7 through 8. Wherever you are, whether it's day, night, morning, midnight, bright early morning, <laughs> afternoon, I hope you're having a blessed day. I hope your day was good. If it isn't, continue to persevere through because God has you alive for a reason. You're still here. You woke up this morning. That means you haven't fulfilled your true purpose yet. So work and strive, all right? I love you and God loves you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7 through 8 read. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. See, trust is a complete opposite. It's a complete combatant of troubles, worry, and anxiety. Trust is like literally the number one solution on how to get rid of these things. Trust, faith, hope. I gave you three of the enemy's weapons. Now I'm going to give you three of God's weapons. Three of the enemy's weapons, troubles, worrying, and anxiety. Three of God's weapons, trust, hope, and faith. By having trust, you don't have to worry about troubles. By having hope, you don't worry. By having faith, your anxiety dwindles to none. It's those who trust wholeheartedly in God and say, you know what, even though I can't see what's in front of me, even though I don't know what's going to happen, I'm going to trust you that you want the best for me and that you're not going to let me fall and that you're not going to let me perish and that you're not going to let me fail. Trust. That is what we must have. We must have trust. We must have faith and we must have hope. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 26. Oh, man. God is good. God is good. In Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 26 state, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? You worrying about your next meal, yet birds fly around. Animals live their lives every day, not knowing how they're going to get food, yet they're constantly getting fed. And then the word tells us, are we not more valuable than they? Are we not much more valuable than animals? Are we not made in the image of God, in the likeness of God? Why wouldn't he provide for us? Why wouldn't he provide for his children? Why wouldn't he? It gives you no reason to not trust him, to not have hope, to not have faith. All right, let's go to Romans chapter 8, verses 18. Romans 8, 18. A very popular verse, yet very taken, taken lightly majority of the time. It reads, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Oh, man. The glory that will be revealed in us cannot compare to the present sufferings that are going on. What does that mean? It means that the current situation that you are going through cannot compare to the glory 
of God that is going to be shown when you get out of that situation. It can't compare with the treasures, the rewards, the peace that you will have when you come out of this situation, when you come out of this trial of tribulation. It cannot compare. Your present sufferings, your present troubles, your present concerns, your present worrying, your present anxiety cannot compare with the glory that will be revealed in us. Glory is a characteristic of God. So let's break that down. I consider that our present sufferings, sufferings, troubles, worrying, anxiety. I consider that our present troubles, our present worrying, our present anxiety are not worth comparing with the glory, glory, God. Are not worth comparing with the godliness that will be revealed in us. Not worth comparing with the holiness that will be revealed in us. Not worth comparing with the prosperity that will be revealed in us. Oh my goodness. Do y'all understand? Do y'all get it? This is, this is a battle. It is a war. Life is a war. Only thing is, it's a winning war. The battle has already been won. The only battle that you're fighting is temptation with the enemy. Fighting for your life. Making the decision every day, am I going to choose to live for God or am I going to choose to live for myself? Man. Let's go to Revelations. Chapter 2, verse 11. I feel the Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. You are gladly welcome. In Jesus' name. Amen. Revelation chapter 2, verse 11 reads, and this is to the church in Smyrna. Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. Whoa, what does that have to do with trouble, worrying, and anxiety? Oh, okay, let's break it down. The one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. What does it mean, victorious? It means that you lived a life where you've devoted every action, every breath, every word, every look, every sense of your body, every ability of your body towards God. And you've done your best to live the life that God wants you to. And then you come to a close and your body perishes. The one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. So because you live your life honoring God, honoring the Father, trusting him, casting your anxieties, casting your worries, going through troubles and persecution for his name, the second death will not touch you. What is the second death? The second death is hell. You won't go to hell. Hell can't touch you because of your loyalty to the Father, because of your obedience to the Father, because of your faith, more importantly. Because of your faith being followed by the life that you're living that is making your faith genuine. The fruits that you're bearing because of the faith that you have. That's why the second death can't touch you. But more importantly, God is the reason the second death can't touch us. Without the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, without God, we are nothing. And we are hell-bent forever. Glory be to the Father. Hallelujah. Let's go to Luke chapter 12, verses 22 through 23. Luke chapter 12, verses 22 through 23. 
3, 3. Jesus said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothes. I know that this is a big deal with women. And it's kind of a big deal with men as well. But some of us get so caught up and worried about what we wear to school or what we wear out that we literally give ourselves anxiety attacks because we don't know what to wear. Females, we don't know what to do with our hair. Dudes, our hair didn't come out right. If you had waves, you didn't sleep with a do-rag on last, last night, so your waves not looking right. Or if you got hair, your hair not combing out and it's not curling out the right way. So now you're worrying because you're trying to look good for some folks. Females, same thing. You're trying to look good, but everything is not working out in your order. You don't know what to put on. You don't know what shoes to wear. You don't know what clothes to put on. You don't know what to do to look presentable to the world. That is where you're messing up. Why do you care if you look presentable to the world? Look presentable before the Father. Because as you look presentable before the Father, then you'll look presentable before the world. You'll look holy when the holiness in you that the Father has given you is shown through your trust, through your faith, through your hope, not worrying about the clothes you will wear, not worrying about the food you will buy, not worrying about groceries, not worrying about school, not worrying. When in the middle of chaos, you are the only one standing and smiling. When people see that, People see someone in the middle of chaos, and there's that one person just standing there, just chilling with peace, peace of mind, just chilling. It's going to spark their interest, like, what do they have that I don't, that they can be so peaceful through everything that's going on? COVID, all of these people running rampant. But the children of Christ, the children of God are supposed to be the peacemakers. Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. You have to learn how to hope, trust, and have faith in your Father. The one who wants nothing but the best for you. That's how you get rid of hope. That's, that's how you get rid of troubles. That's how you get rid of, rid of worrying, rid of anxiety. You're going to go through trials and tribulations. Why? Because Jesus died for us and Jesus did the same thing. And we are to live life like Christ. We are to live like Jesus did. We are to do the best that we can to live like Jesus did. And because Jesus was persecuted way worse than us, we're going to have to go through some persecution. And because Jesus told us that we were going to do even greater works than him, then we're going to suffer greater persecution. We're going to suffer a greater ordeal of pain, of worry. And I'm not talking about greater pain than on the cross. So please don't get that confused. <laughs> but I'm talking about the amount of criticism and hatred and harassment that you're going to receive as a fellow believer of Christ. Because you have been called to greater, you suffer greater. That's the way it is. Why is it like that? Because greater is your reward in heaven. Greater is your reward when you go through sufferings for good. Greater is your reward when you receive the utmost 100% full weight of hatred, bullying, harassment, all of that. 
But in the end, you will reap a reward of peace, satisfaction, prosperity to the highest degree. What you go through and what you receive, what you receive from what you go through, you receive more from your present sufferings. You receive more than your troubles. So why not go through a trouble? Why not go through a couple of trials and tribulations for God? Why not go through a couple of trials and tribulations for the man that died for you, knowing that you would never love him back? Knowing that there was a possibility that you would never love him back. Why not? Faith, hope, and trust is how you get rid of troubles, worrying, and anxiety. I love you, and God loves you more. Have a blessed day, blessed night, blessed morning. Mwah.